0: Hey everyone, welcome to A Millennial Learns A Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I always appreciate you listening. This is our Bible episode on, supposed to be on Thursdays. Um, This is a little bit late. This should be released on a Sunday. Um, And that's because I'm in Michigan. I'm having a great time out visiting my husband's family. We are doing so much fun stuff, but between all of the fun things, I've just not found a time to come down and actually record a podcast because we are just doing so much we have um we went to a country fair yesterday which i a long time ago made like a bucket list book where i put everything i wanted to do in my life and since then i haven't really looked at it too much but i remember putting on there that i wanted to go to a country fair because colorado fairs are pretty good i like going to the fair but i've always kind of like idealized or I've always dreamed of going to a fair, like, really out in the country that's, like, really legitimate, and I don't know, there's something that just seems different about, like, a Midwest country fair, and it did not disappoint. This was, like, the biggest fair I've ever been to, it had so many rides, we didn't actually go on the rides because it was super busy, but we went around, I played games, I won a little stuffed tiger, so cute, I, um, then my husband actually won a stuffed koala, so, um that was super fun and then we the main event like they have a show every day one of them was bull riding and um they have different ones each day of the week but yesterday when we went it was demolition derby which i have never seen a demolition derby before this it's just a bunch of cars in a little arena trying to hit each other into into walls and they're all you know the ground is all muddy so they're all slipping around Honestly, Demolition Derby went for like two hours and I don't know how really anyone watches Demolition Derby for two hours because I had a lot of fun watching the first four minutes and I was like, okay, I've seen Demolition Derby and I sat down thinking the show was going to be like maybe a half hour, an hour, and they just kept, kept having round after round after round of Demolition Derby. Like We went, played games, went to the bathroom, came back, got another drink sat back down and they were still doing Demolition Derby like an hour and a half later. So it was such a long, um, main event, which I guess people are getting their money's worth. So that's good. Um, but that's not quite, quite my style. Demolition Derby is not really my thing, but it was fun to watch for the first few minutes. We went to church this morning. Um, let's think, what else have we been doing? We went to... The Detroit zoo. Oh yeah. That's something I should mention. We went to the Detroit zoo. That was amazing. It's a great, great zoo. Like the ambiance of it. It's really, really fun. There's a lot of great animals and really big exhibits. Like sometimes I go to the zoo and I feel a little bit sad because some of the animals are in pretty small exhibits compared to, I feel like the wild. (laughs) Um, But these ones are really big. Like the polar bear exhibit there was huge they have a lot of free space to roam around and stuff. So overall, super high quality zoo. Um, although I kept getting told about this penguin exhibit at the Detroit Zoo because they had just redone it. Like there was an old penguin exhibit and then they redid it and had this new, completely fancy building. And they put all the penguins in there. And um, I think my husband's family had gone two years ago, maybe like two and a half years ago before we were married. They went to the zoo and they saw these penguins. So they were telling me all about it and how amazing it was. And we get there and the penguin thing is closed. And we're like, Oh no! I can't believe it's closed. Like the day or the week that we're here. And my husband's mom asked someone at the zoo how long it had been closed for, and it said two, they said two years. And we looked it up, and this penguin exhibit has been closed for two years because they have to waterproof the foundation and it's been taking years to do it. So it was crazy. I don't really know how that repair takes 2 years, but that's what's going on. So we didn't get to see the penguins, but we got to see a lot of other things. Um oh, and then we went to Frankenmuth, which is if you're not aware of Michigan and its towns, Frankenmuth is like a German an old German town sort of. It's like an hour away from um where we are and so we got to see frankenmuth we go there every single trip so um, i'm quite familiar now with frankenmuth it's very good my favorite meal of the trip is always there i get chicken pot pie at this place called zenders and it is so good i would highly recommend if you are ever in michigan so that's what we have been doing this week just living the country life you know my in-laws have um like three acres on their land. So we're just out here watching deer roam by and birds and going to walk through the woods and stuff. So it is just amazing out here. I love being like kind of in the middle of nowhere. They're somewhat close to civilization, but it's like out there far enough where I just feel like not a care in the world. You know, it's a good hideaway from, (laughs) from everyday life. So I have been really enjoying our trip and we will be back in town soon. To have regularly scheduled podcasts again. (laughs) But in the meantime, let's get into the Bible episode. It is 1 Chronicles 9 through 2 Chronicles 9. This is going to be pretty quick. I'm just going to warn you up front because this is all a recap of what we've read in earlier books. It's essentially like a, a historical summary of everything that we've read in the first, like up till this point with the kings and the tribes of Israel and stuff like that. So last time we went up through first Chronicles eight and it was all genealogies from like Noah, um, up until, uh, Saul. And so, um, that's where we pick up, but it's essentially a recap. So we'll just go through everything that we recap. I'm probably not going to go over that much in detail. Um, but that's okay. We'll get, we'll have a little bit of a shorter episode this week and then I will go watch a movie with the family and you guys can, um, tune in next week for, uh, the next episode. So one short episode will not, will not hurt us. I just wanted to quick give a little trip update and, uh, get through the Bible episode. Oh, also we probably this will not be on video this week um but going forward when i'm at home it will be on video so go subscribe to a millennial learns the youtube channel i would really appreciate that i also have a personal youtube channel that i'm gonna be um doing like a trip vlog or a trip video on so that's just at abby rancor on youtube go subscribe to both of those and i will be coming out with videos very very shortly the last week's bible episode is already up so if you want to go there give it a like subscribe all that kind of stuff okay bible episode so first chronicles 9 goes over the people of jerusalem and the genealogy of saul so really picking up where we left off in first chronicles 8. first chronicles 10 is um it recounts saul falling on his sword in the battle so if you remember saul was getting attacked And um, he, I think, knew that he was going to die and didn't want to die at the hands of someone else or get captured. So he fell on his sword and it didn't kill him completely. So he asked one of his armormen to run him through with the sword and die. And God said that Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. Because, again, um, he did not follow the Lord's ways. He tried to have a medium to channel Samuel and get advice for stuff, which we are definitely not supposed to do. Um, so mediums are are definitely off limits, but he did that anyway. Okay, 1 Chronicles 11, um, it recounts how David became king, he, how he conquered Jerusalem, and talks about his warriors. So it goes through and lists um, all of his warriors and what their, like, quests were. 1 Chronicles 12 talks about the warriors who came to join David at Ziklag um when he was like banished and so there was a smaller group that came in that town but then it also talks about how there were even more men who joined David at Hebron and that was like thousands and thousands of men it goes on for a while talking about like how many thousands of men from which group joined uh David at Hebron so he was building up quite a an impressive army okay first chronicles 13 david brings back the ark or he wants to and um if you remember this is the story where um they were transporting back the ark and it fell and someone touched the ark and god's anger burned towards that man because he was like not reverent of the ark and because that's where god is housed and then david actually got mad at god for getting mad at the man so lots of anger going around in that chapter First Chronicles 14 um he goes it goes over the house of david to so like his kids and his family um who they all are and then david attacks the philistines so it goes over how he did that First Chronicles 15 uh david wants to move the ark to jerusalem and he made a tent for it this is where he brought it back like it came into the city of jerusalem and they celebrated so much and he was like in a sackcloth or a loincloth And he celebrated so, so much. And he was running around in the streets celebrating before God. And it made it seem for sure like that was acceptable to God because he was rejoicing, celebrating to God. But a woman that was watching him burned with anger because she thought that, like, that's not how you should be celebrating. That's not how you should, like, a king should present himself. So it kind of shows that, like, all this proper stuff, all this worry about being proper to god does not matter he was rejoicing for god and it was acceptable to him but it was not acceptable to these people okay first chronicles 16 um so let's see okay so the ark is now in jerusalem and david worships and makes a sacrifice in front of the ark to like dedicate the ark and the people to god and then he sings a big song of praise this is like a very famous they pull a lot of As I was reading this song of praise, I realized they take a lot of like modern Christian music from this, um, from this verse or this chapter. There's a lot of praise music that comes from this. So that was a very good chapter. Um, okay. First Chronicles 17, David wanted to build God a house. And this is interesting too. So and, and I keep hearing more about this because at first when I first read this original story I didn't really realize why God didn't want David to build a house because David was so favored with God I figured that's a good idea, build a house but I realized it was because um, David is a warrior and he's shed a lot of blood and he does not want a man who is a warrior to be building his house so he chose Solomon who is a man of peace to um, build the house instead Um, so sometimes it's not even like building a house isn't bad. Like David wanting to build a house for God isn't bad, but it was at the wrong time. So timing is just as important as what you're doing. I think that's what I learned from that, at least. (laughs) Um, okay. And then, uh, David prays this also this great prayer where it's like, who am I that you, um, bless me so much, Lord. That's like basically the gist of the prayer. Um, so a lot of thanksgiving and prayer from David. And you can tell David is really focused on a lot in this whole whole section. Um, they really heavily focus on all of David, um, his activities, his victories, all of that. Like, he was truly, like, one of the best kings of Israel, I think. <laughs> so, um, okay, 1 uh, Chronicles 18. Um, outlines all of David's victories in battle, so like his war victories, and then talks about his officials. First Chronicles 19, this is where we get into more like recaps of, well I guess we've been talking about recaps of stories, but this is where I felt like there was um, kind of a break where instead of just like recapping small little things, it's like full stories, that they are going over again so first chronicles 19 was when the king of the ammonites died david wanted to show kindness to the king's son because the king had treated him so well and so when david sent envoys to express their sympathy the people there thought the envoys were spying and treated them terribly and humiliated them and sent them back and so because of that there was this huge extensive battle against the Aramaeans, and israel won um And, uh, like, that was kind of confusing to me because why would would they be battling the Arameans when the king of the Ammonites or the people of the Ammonites had done this? Um, But they were, like, an, they were, what, an an allyship? They were allies. Um, And so because of that and because of Israel's, like, very decisive win, the Arameans decided to not help the Ammonites anymore. Okay, 1 Chronicles 20, Joab captured Rabbah and plundered the city, and then war broke out with the Philistines. And it talks about, like, a bunch of different battles within this war against the Philistines. I'm not going to go over every one because, again, we've read them all before in other um, weeks. But all of them are worth a read for sure. They just give, like, the synopsis of every battle. Okay, 1 Chronicles 21, this one is very we've talked about this before i knew this was coming up and i was excited to read it because this one is where if you remember the story of david taking a census and it said david was incited like it says he incited david to take a census and then the census eventually caused a plague for to the israelites because it was not the right thing to do it was like prideful i guess in the original book was it like what book did we read it must have been like 1st or 2nd Kings. Um, it just said, he incited David. And the he is a lowercase. So I was like, I don't think they mean God. And I don't think God would incite this. That would eventually lead to a plague. So my Bible commentary I looked up said that it was Satan. And they said that it was Satan who incited David to do that because of this verse here. First Chronicles 21, or this chapter. It said Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census. So that's where it clears it up from back in Kings. Um, So I finally, I like reading the references that I know are coming up. (laughs) Um, So God punished Israel for doing the census, but David got to choose the punishment and he did not want to fall into human hands. So God ended up sending a plague. 70,000 people died, but it stopped once David fell on his knees with all of his officials and... Um, prayed to God to stop the plague. Um, and he did that by building an altar, making sacrifices, and then God stopped. Okay, First Chronicles 22, David wasn't to build the house of the Lord, but he started making preparations. Okay, so he told Solomon um, what the plan was that he was not going to, but Solomon should build the house. And so he started like getting the wood together and the materials and all of that. First Chronicles 23, David made Solomon king over Israel, separated the Levites into those who will be gatekeepers, musicians, and temple workers, and it goes over the names of each Levite division. So the Levites were doing all the temple work, so um, there's a lot of organizational skills that are apparent in this um, section, like there was a lot of organization that had to happen and he was really laying out all the prep work. 1 Chronicles 24 goes over the divisions of the descendants of Aaron and over the names of the rest of the Levites. So this is more kind of into genealogies or like groups of people. 1 um, Chronicles 26 goes over all the names of the gatekeepers and musicians and treasurers. And then 1 Chronicles 27 goes over each army division. Each division had 24,000 men and the division goes by month. So there's a division for every month and they rotate and they are on duty I guess at the beginning of their month then it goes over the leaders of every tribe and goes over the names of every of the king's overseers so there's someone in charge of farmers someone else in charge of vineyards then there's someone for olive and sycamore trees olive oil supplies herds camels donkeys and flocks so again there's like he runs in a very extensive kingdom and so there's someone in charge of each individual one of these again lots of management lessons (laughs) um okay first chronicles 28 David plans for the temple with like very very detailed plans this time he gathered everyone together and told them the plans for the temple so everyone's like on the same page gave all the instructions and tells Solomon to not be afraid or discouraged there's a great like motivational speech to Solomon in this chapter as well First Chronicles 29, um, there are gifts. They collect gifts from all the people for the building of temple. So it's like all the silver and gold. There's um, gifts from all the people to do that. The whole, uh, oh, I said the whole assembly gave a bunch of gold and silver. Okay, David has a long prayer of praise in front of the whole assembly of God and the whole assembly praises the Lord. The next day they made sacrifices to the Lord and Solomon is now acknowledged as king. So David, even before he dies, handed over his kingship to Solomon, and then David dies, and they mourn for a very long time. I think it was like the full 30 days, and that's the end of First Chronicles. Um, so again, like David was basically the main character in this, and then Second Chronicles goes more into Solomon's reign, but if that doesn't tell you David was like one of the most important kings in Israel, um, it's definitely pretty apparent in there. So he was very very good okay so we're just gonna go until second chronicles nine here um so first second chronicles one solomon established his kingdom and spoke to israel um and sacrifice made sacrifices at the bronze altar that they made when he goes to the lord and the lord asks what he wants he asked for wisdom and he was so impressed that he didn't care about like wealth or earthly possessions that not only did he give Solomon wisdom, but he also gave him a lot of wealth, like, as a consequence of his wisdom. Um, okay, Second Chronicles 2, Solomon gives orders to build the temple, sends skilled craftsmen um, and cedar. So um, he was just gathering, like, the other equipment, and then he took a census. In Second Chronicles three, Solomon begins actually building the temple. So the work finally begins, and there are a lot of details about the temple. This is very reminiscent to like Noah's Ark, where it went through every measurement and what was like, you know, every dimension of this temple was outlined. So very reminiscent of the Ark. Um, in Second Chronicles four. It talks about the furnishings of the temple so instead of like the dimensions of the actual building it talked about like the bronze altar and the gold and the like any chairs and the like water basket things <laughs> like it did a lot of furnishings the pillars gold pillars stuff like that there's a lot of gold in 2 Chronicles 5 the Ark is brought into the temple so this is you know God's dwelling place and needs to be brought into like the center room And the presence of the Lord needs to fill the temple. So that all happened. They brought it in and the Lord filled the temple. Second Chronicles 6, Solomon said that the Lord, um, Solomon said that the Lord said he would dwell in a dark cloud and Solomon blessed the entire assembly of Israel and they dedicate the temple to the Lord because the work is now completed. Um, 2 Chronicles 7, fire came down, so they're worshiping, they're dedicating the temple to the Lord, they have a sacrifice, a burnt offering on the altar, and fire comes down and consumes the burnt offering, so that's a sign that God is there, he is true, and he has filled the temple. The king um, and the people offered their sacrifices, and they observed the festival at that time. And then they dedicated that altar that they're using at the end so it's like all this is kind of a continuation of all like one big festival um and then when they're dedicating this there's like a very good passage about how like essentially if you keep his commandments god will bless them if they don't keep the commandments there's a curse um he said i have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices When I shut up the heaven so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then, yeah, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. That goes on for a long time. But that right there, the um, the last thing I just read, is like one of my favorite Bible verses, I think, ever, because it calls us to change as well. And, but he said, if you pray and turn from your wicked ways, I will hear you and heal your land. I think that's just a great, great verse. Um, it says to walk before him faithfully as David did, observe all the decrees, do not turn away. All that stuff. It's a great, great recap of what God told the Israelites. Okay, Second Chronicles 8 goes through all of the all of Solomon's other activities, like rebuilding cities, settling the Israelites, and capturing other cities. Um, he, and then it says that he actually did keep the commandments of the Lord. He followed the Lord's commands. He followed how his father did. Um, and he was a very good king. Then the last chapter we'll go over today is 2 Chronicles 9. Um, and this is where it recaps the Queen of Sheba coming. So we remember like back in, I believe, Second Kings, um, the Queen of Sheba heard of Solomon, heard about his wisdom, came and asked a bunch of questions to see if this wisdom was true. She was blown away. She was so overwhelmed by his wisdom that she praises God and gave Solomon 120 talents of gold and silver and a bunch of other gifts as well. Um, and then... The end of this chapter and the end of this section that we'll go over today is um, it going over Solomon's splendor and wealth. So like people would come and have their um, like debacles (laughs) heard by Solomon and they would give him money to hear um, their problems and then he would tell them what to do and share his uh, wisdom with them. And so it goes over how he became super, super rich because of this. He had so much splendor. Everything was gold. (laughs) He was so wealthy. And he was just a great king, so I think in the next chapters it's gonna keep going over Solomon and some of his stuff. Um, but this is like a good intro to Solomon um, with like how great he is. Also, I think First Chronicles is like a great recap if you want to know what happened in the entire like first like the entire Old Testament up until now. Just read through First Chronicles. And second Chronicles I guess and you will get a great gist of like the entire Bible before this it's really like the spark notes of the whole rest of the Bible Um, so I've been really liking Chronicles right now the genealogies are a bit boring um, but if you skip those like it is a great recap of this like specific time with Kings so um, I would highly recommend that also I would highly recommend this is back to Michigan but I'm about to go up and watch a movie but if you are ever in Michigan like I would highly highly recommend a if you're not by Michigan I would highly recommend coming here Michigan is amazing Detroit is not my favorite but the rest of Michigan is fantastic um, but the second thing is the corn right now this reminded me because they were talking about if a famine comes or whatever I will hea- heal your land well right as I looked up it's raining here there's a million crops growing. The sweet corn is almost ready for harvest. And we had some yesterday, like that was already harvested. It is so good. Like, I would highly recommend eating some Michigan sweet corn. So, anyway, that is the Bible episode for this week. I know it's a very short recap version of it, but that's pretty much the book we're at right now. Uh, I will be back Thursday with another. Uh Bible podcast I'm sure it'll continue to be a recap in Second Chronicles, but I think we also go into the next book next week. So be ready for that um and then tomorrow there will also be another podcast released. It's I think gonna be on the history of Michigan because I love Michigan so much, and I realize I have not done that as an episode yet so That is all for this week. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And uh, I really appreciate uh, you being here. I will see you next week. Bye.